my, my, I got in, inside the picture there. So there you go. We're all right. Welcome yeah. to the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I think I'm Joe. You are Joe. Show number 58, Joe. And uh, we'll end up with uh, talking about The Walking Dead as a little teaser there. So, uh, But uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Sports and Media Show today. What's your first topic, my friend? Um, I don't know. There's a couple of them real good. Uh, I guess we were just thinking about uh, college football playoffs, perhaps. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, I don't get too hung up on the first couple of weeks because there's so many games to be played, and the, and the way it's going to work out sure. is you know, Notre Dame plays Miami, uh, Oklahoma plays TCU. We know eventually Georgia's probably going to play Alabama. Georgia's got a tough one with Auburn. Clemson's going to play Florida State, and Clemson might end up having to play Miami. So it's all going to wash out. People are kind of in that panic mode. Which, you know, Every year, some conference or Notre Dame gets left out, and every year they all panic about this. But when there's only four that get in, and then you got five power five conferences or five power conferences, and then right. you got Notre Dame on top of it. There's always going to be a conference left out, and they, and they always it's always like which one's going to get left out, and that's the topic of discussion. So it's one of those things that it, it's fun though because everybody loves college football, uh, and and the good thing about college football is that you can have a different team you like, but you also have a team you hate. So it's kind of like you want this team to get in, but not this team. So it's kind of how you stand. So it is good fun. ESPN gets a good kick out of it, and I think all this it's it's, it's easy fodder for talk shows to go to, to to talk about right now when there's a little less stuff going on with the World Series being done, and you know football's kind of not as popular right now overall. You know because the NFL, you mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's down. So. Absolutely. That's my thoughts on college football. Yeah, I just uh, I, I continue to hate uh, any league where you have to vote in. I, I, I think it's particularly difficult to vote for. I I could I could buy in on an eight team playoff that's similar to this, but I think if if you're going to do that, you have things locked in. I think that you need to have the champion for the Big Ten and all the other big all the yeah. other conferences, the ACC, SEC, you know, Big Twelve, Pac twelve. Those five should all have a seat, and then after that. I don't know if you give a seat to the Conference USA or the American one right now, or MAC. Yeah. You could say, okay, or all, Mountain all, all, West has been good. Or Mountain West, West yeah. or you just say one of those three conferences will be represented plus the two best. I, yeah. I don't know how you do it, but you're going to have a little bit of voting. But at least you know these five, you're in. You're would, in. Yeah, that would take. I think they should go to eight team, even maybe even go to sixteen, where you could give buys to the one and two seed, uh, and that would actually work out almost like you were talking. You could go power five, and then the option of the best available conference or the best available team at that sixth slot, um, if if you wanted. But yeah, I, I think that would be better. You know, because there's going to be there's going to be a couple of good teams that are going to be left out, and then you got teams like Central Florida, where are undefeated right now, right, and ranked 18th. They've done everything that they can do, and there's probably no way, unless major upsets come, that they can jump up enough. But then a team like Michigan State, with two losses, jumps up 12 spots, the most ever in the college football rankings in terms of a jump in one week. And I don't think that they're that much better than any other team in the Big uh, Big Ten, but they jump that big. So I, I think the voters are trying to justify Michigan State maybe in the Big Ten to cause a lack of justification why they should be in. But if they win it, well, right now there's no guarantee. They could win the Big Ten with two losses and knock it in. But I think the voters are trying to justify yeah, or the panel. It's not really voters anymore. But how do you get Georgia and Alabama is going to be resolved. Yeah. Um, but you could possibly get UCF, which is 18 right now, is yeah. behind five, five, I think five. Um, if you ever have a, ch- a chance, Mike Bianchi, I used to work with him in Orlando yeah. Sentinel, just a great writer. Uh, and he, read, he wrote, wrote a great piece about this, talking about the ridiculousness nature of it. It's, you know, it's, it's the power five, and if you're not in the power five, that's why Michigan State moves up. And UCF, which is a very exciting team to watch yep. right now, they're 18. Yeah, it makes, it makes no sense to me. 
Oh, and, and you could make a case that Miami is undefeated and they're behind Clemson with one loss in, in the same conference. I mean, I know they haven't played each other, but... To they me, do, though, though. They don't have... Divi- I don't think they have yeah. a separate... I think they will be playing them, right? But it just it seems to me that the team undefeated should be a team ahead of the team in the conference with one loss. I'd maybe well, you would think. As a yeah. matter of fact, UCF... Wisconsin's what? Fifth, eighth, I forget where it is. I know it's, they it's dropped not, now. I can't remember. They dropped. Yeah, but they're undefeated in the Big Ten, and they're and they're behind some other ones. Yeah. But imagine Wisconsin still has about the same strength of schedule as UCF, but they're way higher because they're in a they're power a five. Yep. Makes the sense. perception. Some bad stuff. So, bad news. Some sad news this weekend. Uh, baseball. Roy Holiday, mm-hmm. or Holiday, I guess is a pr- pronunciation there. I've died in an unfortunate plane crash this week out in Florida. And, and you know, I think about Roy Holiday. I, I just think about that no hitter he pitched in the playoffs because we never got it. That's the first one we'd ever seen, at least in our, my era, that you'd ever seen a, a guy in the playoffs go throw a no hitter. And I can remember that he was a heck of a pitcher. It's only the second one. Yeah. The only other one was the perfect game yeah, that Don, Don Larson. Larson threw. And so it was kind of nice that we got to see it. And you know, it was funny. Uh, you, you think about Holiday. He just basically, when he knew his career was over, he just said, "I'm done." He, there wasn't any hanging on, or should I come back for another season? He just hung him up and decided he wanted to become a pilot and did, and unfortunately died in a plane crash this week. And, uh, you know, just one of those great pitchers and seemed to be that he was a really well loved and great guy around baseball. So very sad to see. I hate to see the sad news in baseball. Guy who's 40 years old has gone too soon. Uh, Hall of Fame, right? I would think so. I mean, when you look at his complete games, he's what, victory, two, 210 yeah. and 105 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Just, just crazy good. Yeah, all kinds of you know stuff that he did that really sets him apart in terms of strikeouts and the strikeout to walk ratio. That one year was like the second best ever. So there you when go. you're dominant for that many years in a yeah. row, there was a, there was an interesting story that Chase Hutley put. I think it was on Instagram talking about when he first got. Uh, he first came to Philly, and he, and Chase Utley, usually the first one in there, gets in about 545. I don't know if you heard the story. He gets in about 545, and he sees uh, that Roy Holiday had already been there, and he, and he goes, your shirt's all wet. Did, did, did it rain when you were walking in the door? He goes, no, dude, I'm already done with my workout. <laughs> And that's, that's when Chase Hatley realizes, oh, this guy's the real deal. There you go. That's a good story. Um, Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones are fighting in the NFL. They are. Um He's, he wants to sue the NFL if he gets the extension of the contract. Uh, this is getting a lot of play. It's, it's amazing how much play this is getting, but it's because it's connected entirely to Colin Kaepernick and all right. the other things that are going on. Yeah. Everything goes back to Colin Kaepernick, I think. It does, and basically, you know, Goodell doesn't want or Jones doesn't want Goodell to get a, uh, a contract extension, and if they, and, then, and of course, Goodell's supposedly mad at the owners because it's an incentive-based co- uh, contract, and he doesn't want that. And so Jones is threatening to sue, like a certain amount of teams, but not all the teams. It's really weird. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones uh, really thinks of himself as almost the mouthpiece of the NFL, and I think a lot of people would prefer that not be the case. <laughs> no, I mean, he's the one who's saying, I'm going to sit my players, but yeah, I'm not really going to sit my players. Yeah. Um, and he's the one saying, hey, I want tougher you know, penalties, but then again, I don't because I keep signing all these people and I want Ezekiel to be here for the playoffs. You know, he, he, Roger Goodell gets a lot of criticism. I'm sure we've 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 added to it ourselves, but... Imagine dealing with a bunch of dysfunctional million and well billionaires. Every, every, any NFL, every NFL team's worth a billion dollars. So he's dealing with thirty-two, and it's dysfunctional in a lot of cases. You got a Jerry Jones you throw in there. Good luck. Yeah. Well, Jerry Jones, he's fought with uh, 
craft out of New England over the Brady suspension. He knew he's you know, and so then you you got to deal with the Davis situation out in uh, L.A. you know, whatever right. wherever they're at now, Oakland, you know, Las Vegas. Las Vegas so next year, next year or two, yeah. Yeah. So and then you had to deal with the move, the Chargers and the Rams, and you know. the it's it's constantly controversy, and it's really hurt the NFL this year. The NFL, you know, I think the popularity has gone down. But the other thing about the NFL is the ratings are going down. Now they're not drastic, and they're still winning a lot of the major de- demos. So it's not as panic mode as it is. But with the new collective bargain agreement coming up in about four years, and how TV is being viewed with social media <coughs> and streaming, you know, the, the getting a new commissioner seems like the easy thing to do for the NFL. But they also have to be scared because. They, unlike other sports team, other sports organizations, the NFL doesn't really have an understudy under Goodell right now. Where in the no. past, Mm-mm. you know, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL have always sure. had the understudy to take over, and there's not that person in the NFL to take over for Goodell. So it seems like, oh, let's just get rid of him and bring somebody in new. But it's a, it's a scary time to bring somebody in new, like him or hate him. Roger Goodell at least knows the landscape and kind of has a good picture of it. So it's one of those things. That sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. You know? Yeah. Well, I, absolutely, because part of it is. Roger Goodell, the players don't like him a lot. The owners don't like him a lot. And to use a journalism analogy, you know, if both sides don't like you, you're probably right down the middle a little yeah. bit. Or he at least you're fair. Right. Yeah. He may be doing the job right. I don't have major problems. But if I'm an owner, he's brought in so much money there. I, I would stop worrying about the ratings. The ratings are never going to come back because there's too much. When we were younger, Monday Night Football was it, and maybe one or two Sunday games. Mm-hmm. There was no other game any other day of the week, so we were just drooling wanting to watch a football game. Now you get this Thursday night, you get the Saturday afternoon, you get the Saturday night, you get the Sunday, I mean, a Sunday afternoon, you get the ones in the morning from London on, on, yeah. on feeds. You get so many football games, we don't want to watch that many right now, but... On the other hand, th- think of all the money that's coming in be- as a result of all these yeah. extra games. So that's what I would measure him in. And apparently, I-, I haven't seen the exact figure, but he's bringing in lots, hundreds of millions of dollars to these owners. Oh, every network and, and plus ESPN are, are paying him exorbitant amounts of money to, to carry their product. And they all have to be making money off of it in some way. Now, ESPN is the one who's struggling overall. But I think if they look at Because they overpaid. Yeah, right. they overpaid. But in general, I think NFL is still a moneymaker for these networks. And oh, whether, my goodness, whether yes. We're, whether it will remain a moneymaker as at the pace it has been over the last four or five years, I doubt. And obviously there's a changing landscape about how people feel about football with the brain injuries and CTE and, you know, soccer and blah, blah, you know, the, the millions of excuses and uh, things that we've talked about on this show <coughs> and every other show that is, that's affecting how people, uh, you know, like football. And the other thing is, it's it's a really weird year for football. There's there's not a dominant team. People say the Eagles are the. I don't know if I call them dominant. No, yet. I not wouldn't with the say two, that. Not with the second year quarterback. Uh, you you've got Rodgers is out. You know the Kaepernick situation. Uh, you've got Andrew Luck is out at you know there. They got all kinds of problems in Indy. Uh, it seems like every day Indy has some other issue. Today it's Vontae Davis got cut because oh, he wanted to have surgery. That's right. You got. You know, Packers have issues. Martellus Bennett got cut because you know he was hiding an injury or not reporting an injury. So you know the NFL just can't get any good news right now. And then you have you have the the most profile owner and Jerry Jones fighting with the commissioner and Roger Goodell. And so you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes all news isn't good news. So no, and there's going to be lot. Show me a sport that doesn't have some negative news. Yeah. There's some sports more than others, but there's going to be some. There's more eyeballs and ears and everybody looking at media and covering media nowadays that you're going to find stuff. You Here's know, a question I, happen. I want to ask you. Do you think that the NFL popularity has crested? Is it, it's, has it reached its peak of max potential? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I think there's no doubt. Okay. I think the I'm same not way. About ratings. I'm just talking about popular. No, fans no, absolutely. I think if you're talking percentage of population, yeah. maybe not numbers because there may be the population of this country could grow yeah. a whole lot in the next 25 right. years. But if, yeah, absolutely. If because, there was some quantitative stat, I think it's peaked, don't you? Oh, I think it absolutely yeah. has peaked because there's so many other options. I think that. There's, there's a point where you are going to hit that. Like, yeah. tw- people don't use email as much as they used to. Yep. Twitter's not it, it, it has, has, I think, capped. Snapchat's struggling right now. Oh, they're, they're in really bad trend. So. I, I think that you have so many other options. Think about it. Right now, doesn't uh, college basketball starts this week. Uh, I put that on my list. And we college can talk about that starts. in a minute. So yeah. that's huge. The NBA is about, about 10, 12 games into the season. And there's all kinds of drama in the NBA. With, you, oh, you've got absolutely. the Warriors, Spurs in the West. And, Blake and the Rivers Celtics have, playing great. The Celtics are good. And LeBron's struggling with the Cavaliers. As LeBron got old early nobody knows uh, so and you know it's it, there's all kinds of storylines you know hockey locally the st louis blues are absolutely on fire best right. team in, in hockey right now uh, so there are all kinds of things going on and you know plus everybody has their own lives and off-season this. baseball yeah. if you're a baseball fan they're ta- it's, it's yeah, getting into the awards and the free agency there's so many things drawing us away there's there's no way the nfl is going to continue to grow it, and you look at tonight's game. We were, if you're watching this on tape later on, we broadcast. We record this on a Thursday. It's the Seahawks and Cardinals on a, on a Thursday night football. The Cardinals have, you know, it's going to have low ratings. Low ratings. West two West Coast teams. Two West Coast low team. ratings. Cardinals have don't have Carson Palmer. The Seahawks are one of those teams that it's kind of a love and or hate them. You know, there's not a lot of middle ground with the Seahawks. The Cardinals have some exciting players on defense, but defense really doesn't bring eyeballs to the TV unless it's amazing defense, like the Ravens back in the day, or the Giants, or the Steelers. Yeah, Derek Dunn, one of our alumni, is saying, yes, I'm giving you credit for the Blues being the number one hockey team right now. Keep in mind, the Penguins are the two-time champions, and the season's not over yet, Derek. You have to tell you about Oh, you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Penguins, please. Fan. Yeah. So there you go. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that have— uh, Now, you, you, you mentioned college basketball. I'll ask you, do, do you care about early season college basketball? I do, unlike any other sport, because they actually have, they start out with great games. Yeah, the go. Big Ten SEC Challenge is just a great—I yep. mean, college basketball is probably— about my favorite thing to watch live. Okay. Um, that that and hockey actually, um, and I like most everything. And then baseball and maybe football. Football is not as fun live. But th- think about it. Last week, last Friday, Eastern Illinois University, our school here, played University of Illinois in an exhibition game. Didn't count in the standings, any ratings or whatsoever. But yet, both teams took it serious. Yep. Uh, I know we did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they did too, with regardless of what they're saying. You know, if you watch the game, you knew it. That place was packed. They oversold the tickets, actually. Yeah. But it was fantastic. That place was rocking. How do you not get excited for games like that? And those games are happening all over the country the first week. You're yeah. getting these great games. And I think people are kind of ready for college basketball because college football is kind of, you know, now you kind of know the top 10 or 12 teams. So if you're not in that, Kind of a little in that in that category, you know, you're not going to the championship game, so you can kind of switch to basketball. Football's in the same way. You kind of know now if your team's in the playoff hunt or not, right. so you can switch to college basketball. And really, I think college basketball this year, you know, it's had a couple of years where it's been so-so. I, I look forward to this year in college basketball because there's some neat storylines all over, included here locally, with Eastern having an up-and-coming team in Illinois. They have a really good a chance. Coach Indiana's going to be good right across the border. Right. Missouri's got the best player in the nation around here. So interesting to see how uh, college basketball is. I saw where you know Michigan State's got. You know the Bridges kid came back. Yeah. Maybe, yeah oh, the, yeah. He was on two. the cover of SI yeah, too. So he's a great player, and you get a chance to see him in, in the area. You know, Purdue. And I love early. I, I I I get into college basketball early. I do, like after I, Thanksgiving is more when I get into it. But you know, it's still only a couple weeks away. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I I get after January first. You know, is when they start playing more of the conference games. But I just wish that so many players didn't leave early, and that's the yeah. whole thing of uh, you know, I brand is on the cover and talking about why he came back and. Just really selfishly, 
I want to follow these players for more than one or two years because it's difficult every year. Who's the starting five for Kentucky, for example? <laughs> I don't begrudge them that because they should have the opportunity to go forward. I think yeah. that's the right thing to do. I just don't like it as a fan. Yeah, I agree. You, that's well said. That's, that's absolutely perfect. They have the right to do it. You just wish they didn't. That's right. You know. um, the thing I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, when we think about uh, sports and media, Tony Romo, our former Eastern quarterback, <laughs> got into it this week with, with, uh, Dion. with Deion Sanders, and it was funny. Some arguments that you always take one side and you kind of say, yeah, that guy won, or people maybe say Joe won that argument with Jeff, or Jeff won that argument with Joe. I actually believe, for one of the first times ever, they both won this. In terms of, Tony Roman was right. Deion Sanders didn't never tackled anybody. Everybody knows that. I, I covered him in high school, in North Fort Myers High <laughs> School. Um, uh, we also cover them in Florida State. Um He's an amazingly talented—he was a hell of a baseball player. Yeah. He was a good runner. Um, no doubt he's one of the best defensive backs of all time. But as far as tackling, that was not his strength. Not that he couldn't do it, but— He didn't, yeah. He but the, but the other thing, I think, I think Deion Sanders was having fun with it, too. I don't think, I, I don't think he was outraged in any way. He, was he just loves—he's a joker. Yeah, and, and he wasn't mad at his response. His response—and I'm not a Deion fan in terms of just, you know, his style of broadcasting. But what he said I enjoy about him. Tony, I, I like he, Sanders. He said some things that were right, and he called Tony out a little bit. And, and I don't think Tony took it too personal because Tony's got that kind of personality. Sure. It seems like that. It was a really nice, fun feud where nobody—it was, wasn't mad or, what's the word, vitriolic or whatever no, you want to say. No, there wasn't. There wasn't was, any anger. There. They it was both, a fun feud. It made Tony's name out there more. Yep. Sanders' name out there. Plus, again, Sanders, I think, was having some fun with yeah. this. This was. I, I liked what he said at one point. I uh, got my gold jacket and I didn't pay for it. <laughs> oh, that was a great Well, that, that is a good one. Yeah. But that was maybe even better than this one. But he said, uh, I would take the high road, but I don't even have a roadmap for that place. You know, something. I'm paraphrasing. He said it much yeah. better than that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the other thing I don't know if you've seen this week on TV, um, the Mike and um, the, the Wingo and Golick commercial. I absolutely loathe them. Okay. What do you think? Go on. Go you don't on. like the commercials? I hate it. Uh, well, oh, here's the one I saw. I, I saw this morning the one where Wingo's in the back seat and. Um, and the, uh, the young Mike uh, yeah. is Mike, yeah. right? And Mike yeah. is, is his name Mike too? Mike Junior. Yeah. Mike Junior. He's driving and the father's next to him and they're just chatting on and I'm going. I have no interest in this conversation, and if this is what the show's like, man, I'll be checking out Good Morning Football a lot more than I normally well, do. I thought for sure you're going to lie. Here's a neat story from one of our listeners, William Barnes. Good to see you guys again. He ran off and got married. He spent two weeks out of the country, and he missed his sports show. Who? William Barnes. Oh, man. Excellent. So congratulations, William. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Yeah, when I watched those, uh, the, the, the one they were eating donuts in the car with Wingo, I thought, I bet Joe loves these. So it's weird how we, we, you think about Is that because you think I like donuts? No, I just thought that you thought this was <laughs> funny and humorous. But I, guess I do like funny and humorous. I wish those commercials were that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't. I find it contrived. I mean, I'm just looking at this going, this is not funny. It's contrived. It's almost like they're forcing themselves. The one I saw. I haven't yeah. seen all of them. Yeah, the one I've where they're driving around and yeah. trying to make lefts and right turns. I'm going... I feel like they're like bad acting yeah. is what it was. There you go. All right. I, I have I have no interest, and I said up front. I think Wingo is fantastic as as a, as a as a host and uh, for Sports Center. I do like Golik, and I think his son's pretty good. But none of this gets me excited in any way. I want something different. You Are go. you going to watch? Does it? I'm not a I'm not a Wingo fan at all, and Golik sometimes rubs me the wrong way because Golik to me is fake about one thing. He always says he doesn't understand he doesn't understand fans. 
But when it comes sure he to, does. Well, that's what he says. He says, I don't understand why people can be fans, but he's the biggest Notre Dame. Yes. Indian and Browns yes, fan he there is. is so, oh, he's a Homer fan. So I don't like the fact that he kind of, we can see through that little fakety. So there you go. Well, it's funny because I was going to come in this morning and talk about how much I hate that commercial. So. There you go. That's awesome. Well, that's what makes sports shows great. You know, people don't always agree. It can be a fun <laughs> feud. Ours maybe we might not get as much attention as Romo and uh, and Dion, but it, we can have the fun feud. We All right, let's move on to what well, everybody wants us to do. Well, I, I have one thing. Wait, one thing. I love Catholics versus convicts. Oh, the, yeah. When Miami and Notre Dame were playing those big games, I was playing. I was working at the Florida Papers. I was writing for some, but I was mostly working with the writers, and we were putting out these great sections at Florida Today and Orlando and have you. It is one of the the most fun, interesting. Ooh, I got a call. That, that, I'm going to declare. I think that's that Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> uh, so, so it was one. Of the, I think it's one of the most entertaining one. It, it has been sorrowful that they haven't been playing for many years. On the other hand, neither team has been really that strong. They're both strong. They're both going in. I hope someone drops a convict fr- phrase or something. That that's that's interesting. Yeah. I love when rivalries when teams hate each other. And it's too bad that's the second most popular game on at the same time Saturday. Night. What's the other game? Oklahoma TCU five versus six. Yeah, but no one cares about that. Game. I do. No, okay. <laughs> no, that is why the previous channel button will be used. Well, I'll probably go into both there games, too. So, all right, let's talk about what we like to end every show during the uh, fall season of The Walking Dead with our little Walking Dead recap slash opinions about something that's not sports. But uh, I'm going to let you go first. Walk, walk us through the, the, the a couple of, just a preview in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 3 was last Sunday. And the war continued. Um, and... Zombies have now become an afterthought on The Walking Dead, which was if somebody doesn't care about The Walking Dead would think that's what the show's about. Uh, but they're now an afterthought. And I will be honest with you, there are times when they are shooting at each other in The Walking Dead, and I don't know who the good guy is or the bad guy is because Just the, too many char- people? The, character, you yeah. it, the characters are yeah, so absolutely. underdeveloped. Derek, my son, who I always watch it, watch it with, he's like, Dad, who, who are these people shooting at each other? I don't know who to root for. And that is a problem. I know nobody's listening from The Walking Dead, but you have a problem on your hands. You've got too many characters. We don't know who's fighting. Kill some off this year. Uh, or uh, just... Be a good back. ratings, too. Yeah. At least... You know, it's, it's, it was a two-part kind of thing. You had the, the people at the one factory shooting at each other. <clears throat> you had no idea who was on your side. Then you had Ezekiel's group. At least you knew who Ezekiel's group was when they were fighting. Um, but his his uh, his acting has gotten worse, you know, a little bit. Yeah, I he, liked him he, a lot more early on. I'm he just... turned into Game of Thrones or the way he speaks. <laughs> so, uh, I I will be honest with you. If I wasn't so much invested, I could I would give up on this show right now. Yeah, I think we've sort of talked about. Yeah. I I liked it mostly, <laughs> but in the fight between Morgan and. Jesus, yeah, and of course Jesus wins every fight, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted one of them to die, even though I like both of those characters immensely. Imagine if one of them died, the buzz they'd be getting right now. Because okay, no one's safe this season. Yeah. It, I feel like one of those had to die. Uh, one of those characters. I'm waiting for some of these characters to die. Daryl, I think, is starting to go. Uh, he's 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 off the deep end. He's again. off the deep end because he was he wants to have revenge on these people. And you know, I th- I think it's okay for any of these characters to die at this point. I think at one point you're going, no, I don't want it. But I think they've all played out to the point where I think we're good if yeah. they're going to die. Something. Yeah. Michonne wasn't in it. Carl wasn't in it. It was one of those. Yeah, uh, it's characters we like. Yeah. So kill a few off. Have a, have a really good fight. And here's the other thing. Get out of that place. 
I'm tired of this area. Let's go explore elsewhere and see where the zombies are and how other parts of the world. That's what I really like about this is like everything's that, new. Would you not agree that 99% of the Walking Dead fans would prefer this? Rick and his group going from city to city scavenging and fighting zombies. Yes. And... Everyone's Give me that. You can Give me more of that. Something, but I don't need a 14 episode or a or a two you know <laughs> episode. Uh, oh my God! Diatribe yes. or whatever you want to call it of going to somewhere else. They need to get back to what made them what what made the show. I, and I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to continue on this path because for some reason they love they love Negan. Negan wasn't even in the show either. This last one. And, and the other thing is. He wasn't. You're right. He was in the show afterwards with uh, Norman Reedus rides. But but how was Negan was trapped in this trailer with Gabriel in the in? And we got nothing. We got nothing. Gabriel was out in episode three. No explanation. Yeah, you're right. They just. It was just. You're right. It was unbelievable that they never, they never brought that up, and I don't get that. And, and 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 I'm like he was in the trailer trapped in episode two, episode three. Is out. I think he told him to look up in the sky, and when he did, he slipped out the door. Is that I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's wow. That's so, really that's really a good point. Unless I missed they something. bet they better come back. I I missed yeah. it too. Then so I I didn't get it either. So there we go. That's our Walking Dead recap. Well, too. yeah, kill a few more <laughs> of the main characters, move to another location. You do that, you'll be golden, golden yeah. at Walking Dead. So we'll see what happens next week. So well, I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody.